Monsters in the gelatin! You are now going off with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how you ding dang doing? I'm just over here tiptoeing in my jowadins. How about Stop you? It. No, don't, don't bring irrelevance back. Don't you do that. Don't you bring that bad juju on this fucking world. Okay, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, okay, how am I doing? What am I doing? Um, I can't wait to blow up so I can act like I don't know nobody. <laughs> Okay, I and will that's say... literally that's literally the only two things I know about that fucking guy. Yes! And, that, I remember... and I think he did a movie at some point. That's oh, all uh... I know. I'm getting it confused with the movie Spring Breakers where James Franco yes. looks like Riff Raff. Yes, it was based off of him and he got mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I know I know exactly three things about Riff Raff, and that is it. I think he was the guy was called Alien or something like that. Oh, what was it? Uh, I mean, now that we're fucking talking about it. Um, <laughs> no, because I do remember that being like, I hate this guy. I hate his entire existence. And then seeing that one clip of, so I can act like I don't know anybody. I was like, oh, god damn it. It's like, <laughs> okay, this funny. guy's kind of funny. I hate that. <laughs> it's making me laugh. Never did. I'll maybe follow him on Instagram, but I am not looking his name up on Spotify. <laughs> I, we went to MAGFest with uh, The Obscure. We were at a... I think it might have been Common Market in Charlotte. I'm dropping some fucking local shit. <laughs> Five people are going to know what I'm talking about. But anyway. For the North Carolinians out there. <laughs> yeah. It was a coffee shop nearby that. And fuck, I forget the name of it. But anyway. Uh, Smelly Cat. That was it. And there was a tour poster in the window for upcoming uh, Riff Raff concert dates. Oh, Lord. And I remember um, Anthony and I had a good laugh <laughs> over that shit. I just we thought should... it was... Because it's like a fucking... Like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just saying this because like it's typical what people think of like hipster coffee shop. You know, oh, for sure, right. With a riffraff poster in the window. Like, <laughs> you couldn't not laugh at the irony. Right, right. This is supposed to be an artisan roasted, you know. <laughs> With the fucking lo-fi beats going on. Right. And you just look at the window and you see that fucking grill staring back at you. It's like, that mm. shark grill. <laughs> we, we should literally title this, like, this segment, the, the rapper that should, shall not be named. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because I don't even want to give him search engine optimization. Right. I... <laughs> if anyone out there happens to be Googling Riff Raff in 2021, let this be the only search result. This episode <laughs> where we're talking about how great it is that he's not a thing anymore. As a matter of fact, let's actually talk about the character Riff Raff from uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Just to fuck up. The oh, there anymore. you go. Hey, remember that character? He was weird. You know, I think he was actually played by the dude who wrote the uh, music for that movie. So, hey, you know, look at that. Oh, fuck was it? Yeah, because I remember, like, at the beginning, I think he's in the, there's a lie, and the Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah, and he kind of does the verse where he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. I can't imitate it, but it was, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He has that, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and I remember someone being like, oh, yeah, when you hear the weird saying, that's the guy who made the music. <laughs> oh, shit, okay. I originally wanted to talk about uh, Reindeer Games. <laughs> Remember that little piece of 90s movie ephemera? I've honestly never seen that. I know what you're talking about, though. It, it is so one of those just like, you know, 
uh, thriller action movie and there's a bit more going on than you expect because there's twists and turns. Which is just like, mm. you, you guys just think having twists and turns in and of itself is like a good movie, you know what I mean? Like, it's so the late 90s over the top shit. Like, okay, so the scene that I was telling you about is a scene where Isaac Hayes with his really hammy acting ass... <laughs> Isaac Hayes is in that film? Yes, it's so random, and he's not in a big part of it. He's just in, like, one scene where it's just like, yeah, when you hear, see, like, Isaac Hayes, like, oh, is he gonna have, like, what's the bigger implication for this character? Because to bring in Isaac Hayes, like, what? And it's like, no, it's just one scene. Uh, huh. And it, it's a scene in the jail. They're, uh, they're eating, like, Jello or something like that, and he's eating, and he kind of, like, the gelatin, like, falls out of his mouth, and you see something, there's black in it, and he, like, picks it up, and he's like, and he sees, like, it's like a roach, and he's like, there are monsters in the gelatin! Monsters in the gelatin! You reminded me of the scene in Good Burger where they, where they go to, like, like a mental hospital or something. Oh my lord. And fucking George Clinton performs a song. Oh, George Clinton! It's like a yes. whole musical number. Yes! And then the music video, Kel Mitchell raps in it. Like I don't remember that. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. I, I gotta find the fucking Kel Mitchell rap verse. He was trying to get his career started off. That um do you remember that other verse he did? It was on some sort of what's that nineties? You know, with Omarion and some other group, immature, I think, or you know, oh, one of those Oh yeah, the fucking folks that did the rounds on all that and whatnot. Right, and there was one song where it was like a really long music video. It was about like, you know, five minutes or something like that. And it just kind of like kept going and it was like singing and stuff. And you saw like Kel in his Good Burger outfit and just kind of like, I was like, oh, a fun cameo appearance. And then he just starts rapping and you're like, what? <laughs> Immature featuring Smooth and Kel Mitchell, Watch Me Do My Thing. That's what it was! Yo, Batman and Romeo, give me the mic so I can flow. Oh, LGD, yeah. make it funky from here to Mexico. Oh, he rapped, um, who are those mystery men? We got our capes and boots, my troop and group and get loose, double boost the school on these villains like, oh. He was trying to pop off his career, like, wow. <laughs> he tried to beat Keenan. I'ma pop off first, you just wait and see. And then you remember, oh, wait a sec. Who is the one who, like, could do all the impressions on all that? Uh, that was Keenan. Okay, cool. Uh, what did <laughs> Kel do? Kel had the energy, and he was... He was the pratfall guy, which... A absolutely. You can't really make... At least in the late <laughs> 90s, early 2000s, you couldn't really make a career off, like, Buster Keaton as right. fucking pratfalls and shit. Like, that's kind of not what's going on anymore. People only want to see fat people fall <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw that there was an episode of all of that from the new oh. uh, run. I guess they still do Good Burger, which is odd. Uh, and Kel Mitchell is still working there as Ed. Oh, that's and sad. her comes in to order some food. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> they wow. always got to fucking work in the musicians oh, of course. into this skit. Like when fucking uh, Naughty by Nature showed up to the library Lori Beth Denberg was working right. at. 
I understand that you are naughty, and it is your nature to be so. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> fucking, fucking baby SNL over here. <laughs> <laughs> and they fucking tried, man, and it right. worked to an extent. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about Kel. Like, he was repairman. That was the one. And again, it's the one where it's just like, there's no actual like joke other than he destroys the thing. And if you already know that's coming. There's really not a lot of places you can go. <laughs> I'm watching a video from the official All of That YouTube that's a chronology of his characters. He was Pizza Face in the Airboy skits, so he was like second fiddle in that one. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, he was Oprah in in that. We had the gap in the teeth and everything. Him and Keenan as like the old men again. He's kind of like I remember that. He's second fiddle there too, also. Uh, Repairman, uh, those are really the only staple characters, and Ed from Good Burger, but that's really it. Oh, that's right, there was a fucking Star Trek parody thing, where he had a fucking afro, and would like, kinda like, sing his delivery? Captain, that was brilliant! Captain, that was brilliant! That was later, that was like... Well, I, I, I say later, but it was really only, like, 98, and I forget that it went on for so fucking long, but, like, that's when I kind of dipped. <laughs> yeah, like, 95, when did the show start, you know what I mean? And it was, it's like, like, 94, I think it was 94, 95. Oh, see, you know, I, I, like, stuff is a lot more condensed than I think it is, but it's also a lot more... I don't know how to say this that sounded weird. Like, I think I had talked before about how, like, I thought I played Pokemon for a really long time. Turns out I only played it, like, between 2000 and 2000, and maybe two or three. I was like, what? <laughs> I thought that game was my fucking life. Wait. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking been on for 11 seasons and 206 episodes. And there can only be so much, like, PG content that they have done and done over and over again. There's only so many punchlines you can you can get out of. Oh, but it breaks. Repairman was the um was the uh, fire marshal bill of of the show, right? But at least with like fire marshal bill, it would be a different instance of something happening in a different way. But with there was just like, oh, I, I'm supposed to fix it, but but instead I destroyed it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I broke it, or it fucking killed me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fire marshal bill, and maybe blank man. Blank Man? Do you remember they fucking made a movie about Blank Man, by the way? Did we ever talk about Blank Man? Okay, wait, wait, wait. I never saw Blank Man, but was that Damon Wayne's? Yeah. Wait, wait, uh, now I'm I'm mistaken, because I I know on In Living Color, Damon Wayne's played a superhero, but wasn't he the handicapped hero or something like that? That's Blank Man, yeah. Is that what they... They turned that into the movie? No fucking way! Okay, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the series, he was, like, mentally disabled. And that was the joke. In the movie, they just made him, like, a super smart nerd. Oh. Who's, like, all of a sudden, instead of, I just fall off things sideways because I don't have the best dexterity to, I'm now, like, a master inventor, and I'm super smart, and I use my inventions to outwit the... It's like, okay... Who exactly pitched this movie, first of all, and saw the skit (laughs) on TV 
and went to the fucking the the, the, the movie studio and was like, yo. Guys, I've got it. Out of all the characters that everyone loves, the fucking right. uh, uh, guys on film, fuck that. Fire, Fire Marshal Bill, Bill, fuck that. Oh, Homie that. the Clown, fuck that. Who needs it? Who needs it? We're going straight to Blank Man. And then the studio is like, okay, look, we like this enough, but there's one really glaring thing that we can't do. And unfortunately... It's all of it. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say because... Then what did you like? Right. <laughs> what and was there to approve in Greenlight? You know what's the weird thing, though? I remember actually hearing that, like, handy, handicapped people... I mean, uh, uh, disabled people, like, actually really enjoyed uh, Handyman. But it's one of those things where it's just like, we don't get representation any fucking where else, so... <laughs> like, oh my god, that's right. I forgot. He wasn't called Blank Man in the series. He was called Handyman. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Which makes even less sense then. You changed yeah. the name. You changed all of it. <laughs> it's like, it what the, the fuck? But it's Damon Wayne's playing a superhero, you know. Oh my god. We gotta do right by the folks. We gotta do right by Jenna, who requested mm. Bossa Nova Hotel by Michael Cimbello. Bossa Nova Hotel. I'm I'm over here really trying to figure out the album cover. Have you seen it? Oh yes, that I was th- <laughs> I was like I didn't know we were gonna have to <laughs> if we were gonna get to it, but I was just like what? It was like I noticed one thing and then I noticed another thing and then it was like what? What's happening on this album cover? <laughs> so what you've got here, I assume, is supposed to be the Bossa Nova Hotel like reception area by the look of it. Presumably. You've got two oiled-up men looking upward at his name, Michael Cimbello, at the top of the at the top of the album, and one is wearing like a sumo bottom. Oh, I don't know what like you'd a, call that. Yeah. The other one is wearing a big ass chain around his neck, and they're both just standing there, looking up. Almost, almost look like they're levitating. I can't tell if they are. If they're standing. I, I, I think they are. I, I believe they are. It kinda, okay. Because their feet are like... And I thought it was a fucking towel that he had wrapped around him. <laughs> it's possible. But the that's not even the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing is over on the right. <laughs> right. So here you've got a obviously photoshopped in black and white photo of Michael Cimbello. Yeah, it doesn't look like the other guys, right? No. It, the scaling is off. He's like smaller. And he's sitting there... With, again, a photoshopped hat on his head, and he's holding a photoshopped comic book. You know, he's just like, oh, hey, you know, you guys, do, you, can, you can do your, you know, staring up while uh, half-naked thing. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm minding my business, you know? <laughs> I'm over here reading this Godzilla comic book. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then, I, I yeah. don't know what's up. And then the actual desk itself looks like it was, like, someone just used, like, a roller and just blotched on, like... <laughs> abstract clouds or something yeah on like a teal i don't i don't fucking know i wish i wish the album was half as interesting as this album cover oh and then let's not forget the the thing that i noticed last the little guy on the on the horse what oh yeah it looks like a statue yeah like what the fuck is that what is it (laughs) yeah or is it an even smaller person on a tiny horse what's happening (laughs) Cowboys, <laughs> just a cow, just a cow, just a cowboy from the good. <laughs> okay, so here, I'm just gonna get the the obvious, the uh, the tiny horse in the room. 
out of the way first. <laughs> Everyone knows this motherfucker from Maniac and nothing else, right? Like, okay, that's it. What, who's the other person who did 80s, uh, so, you, you, Highway Kenny Loggins. The, God damn it, I was fucking... <laughs> I knew it before you even started singing. I knew it was Kenny Loggins. Highway to the Danger Zone, fucking I'm alright. No worry about me. This whole time I was thinking that was him. He had another one too. What was his other one? Um He did Danger Zone. Oh Footloose! Yes! And did he do Beverly Hills Cop? Um No Wait because Axel F is that song, but... Uh, yes, duh, 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 fucking but crazy he did frog. An, he did an uh, Eddie Murphy movie, didn't he? Break down, shake down, let down, everybody want to do the crime with. That's Break Bob down. Seger. Oh, fuck me then. Shake down, you busted. All these high-energy high uh, 80s movie anthems. <laughs> they sound like they're all by the same goddamn guy. Turns out there's at least three. Fuck me. Wow. In this case, Michael Cimbello... Uh, One big movie wonder. Flashdance. <laughs> he had that, which is great, by the way. I watched an interview clip of him talking about writing the song and how he sat down and he watched Flashdance and thought it was awful. <laughs> Isn't it about like a woman who's like a welder, but she dances at night? And what do you think about that? <laughs> and Michael Cimbello is like, I don't get it. I don't understand the motivation. I don't understand this movie. It makes no sense. But he was able to write the song, which infamously was originally supposed to be about a serial killer, but he rewrote the lyrics. Oh, the one lyric I specifically remember is the, like, yeah, she's a maniac, maniac of the floor. She'll, like, kill your cat and nail it to the door or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's a maniac, that's for sure. He'll kill your which cat. Which is like, wow, that you. definitely would not have been a hit chorus. <laughs> No, but it would fit more, I think, on this album than the version we get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maniac, on this album, sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, yeah. It's the most, like, polished, most most produced. (laughs) Yeah, it's the most complete thought. And all of these other songs, well, I don't know how you felt, but at least half of them all sounded like they were supposed to be from movies that never happened. <laughs> and uh, they never some of them, the yeah. Mo- yeah, and they never finished the movie, and so he just never really finished the song, you know? <laughs> I thought... I, man, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I really thought I was gonna, like, really fucking love this album because mm. I really dug Automatic Man because it's <laughs> so weird ridiculous. and fucking out there and spacey and... And did you see oh, the music this... video? It's so early 80s, we're trying to figure out what a music video is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it just kind of isn't that, unfortunately. Like, I was really thinking this guy was going to be taking some really wild chances, yeah, especially definitely. with Automatic Man as the first track. And, and that and that background music, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the fucking... Dude, I fucking like a... really liked that. Like, okay, this guy's that, fucking like... weird. I like yeah. this. It sounded like a Transformer, you know, transforming. Yeah. <laughs> I did think, however, that, and again, this is just kind of like a blanket statement for the album, that lyrics are not very good. Um, uh, yeah. But there's a line in particular in Automatic Man, he was made to break your heart, which is a very specific function. That right? like, what, <laughs> I don't understand is... why he would make a robot specifically to break one person's heart. Who is this person that he's talking about? 
Someone, uh, an evil villain who wanted to break my girlfriend's heart created a machine that would take my girl away just to leave her subsequently. Like, what? <laughs> who is this movie villain? I created a robot and I will name him Tayo Cruz to tell how you feel. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, oh my fucking lord. And then, okay, so first time comes in, and this is immediately the, the first time I'm like, hmm. I am getting very big, you know, 80s synth Stevie Wonder vibes from this. Like, st- you know who I got? George Michaels. Haha, <laughs> I see that too. I got G- George Michaels <laughs> solo vibes. For sure. Because, like, when the fucking bass hits him first time, it's like, ooh, okay. Like, there are good things about this album. And every song, I think, has at least a thing I like. Yeah, right. And... Watching that interview, he was specifically saying how he always wanted to be a jazz musician, and Hmm. he would sit in and, like, watch Miles Davis, like, real fucking, like, the top guys in the genre. He'd fucking sit there as, like, a 17-year-old, just kind of hanging out, playing around with these, like, really established legends, and there are elements... Of jazz, like, there are songs on here that remind me of, um, listening to Japanese, uh, jazz funk albums. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Fucking, uh, they're like, like, city pop and that shit. For sure. There are some elements of that that bleed through, but, like, the bass I, I really like from, like, that jazz funk shit, it doesn't really come up a lot, or as nearly as much as you'd want it to. It's just kind of there. For a lot of these tracks, like, I didn't hate any of them, but I think the one that came closest to one I actually might put on a playlist and listen to again. Let's see if we're on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Godzilla? Oh, dang, you know, I didn't hate it. <laughs> oh, man. Godzilla was the fucking, whoa, whoa. Okay, this song fucks. What's going on? <laughs> like, holy shit. At the very beginning, too, it's so weird how they have instruments that are making the sounds of Godzilla's roar, uh-huh. the sounds of, like, a computer radar going off, and, like, car horns blaring. And it's like, holy shit, this is really trying. Like, this is going for it. <laughs> like, wow, all right. And again, it gives you that feel of like, what movie is this from? Was there an 80s Godzilla movie? I don't remember. <laughs> like, you and, know, and the way fucking the horns and synths come in, it's just like, holy shit. I, had, I was so mad that they didn't do more of this. Like, this is such a standout, a glaring, again, just like Maniac. It's probably why to put it back to back. And it's yeah. like... Wow, you could have done this the whole time? Yeah, and it had these, like, interesting, very, like, soft-sounding synths that were playing throughout. I I thought that was, like, a... Yeah, yeah. That was a dope-ass fucking track. You you know what's funny, though? Like, I saw Godzilla, and what is that song that goes... who does the song that goes history does again and again with something da, 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 da. Godzilla! Who's that? Oh, that's Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> I would have never fucking thought to say that name. Uh, Don't Fear the Reaper and... Yeah, so I wasn't expecting it to be that group because that's so much a more chill song. (laughs) What's their other one? Don't Fear the Reaper and... 
Oh, God damn it. What a name. Blue Oyster Cult. I'm going to kick myself. I can't look it up. I need okay. I need to... You, you, you owe it to your musical uh, nerdiness. To I know. Be able fuck. to pull it out. Don't... Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I just saw what it was. And yeah, you're going to feel bad when I oh, say what man. it is. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay, hold on. Oh, uh, okay. Hold on. Let me think. <laughs> Oyster Cult. Um. Do, 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 do. No. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um. You want me to say it? I don't. But... <laughs> I, I really don't. I, I need this. <laughs> Jack. Uh, what is it? I'm burning. I'm burning. God damn it! <laughs> fire thing like right. i was sitting here thinking like the song that kept coming to mind was smoke on the water and i was like i know that's not it <laughs> get me <laughs> fucking burning for you god damn it uh anyway <laughs> fucking godzilla yeah that's why we were talking about it right because <laughs> i saw it i was thinking like wait is this where this song's from and then so wasn't that and i was like oh okay never mind <laughs> oh never mind <laughs> but you know still good what we got you know <laughs> I wish Cowboy went as hard. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. again, it's like, from what I get anyway, it sounds like it's about a fucking time-traveling cowboy. And how you couldn't make that more interesting with that premise? I didn't even catch the time-traveling thing. <laughs> I think they made it sound like he was like a man out of time or like almost like fish out of water. Th I don't know. Maybe I was reading too... Uh, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, reading too much into it, but I just wasn't a fan of the, he's just a cow. Just, just a cow. Just a cow. Just a cow. Just a cow. You've got to know how silly that sounds. <laughs> just a cow. And, you know, they, he just tries to sing it with his, like, soft but, like, serious vocals. Just a cow. Just a cow. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, somebody on the internet meme this and, and make it about, like, a dumb cow. Just a cow. And he's just, like, eat, like grazing, eating grass. Just a cow. Just a cow. Just, like, repeat that part. <laughs> internet, get on it. <laughs> I will say, towards the end, where it randomly starts throwing in, like, like saloon piano oh, when and that banjo you, like, and yodeling. Mm. Yeah, I was like, okay. You could have done that the whole song, and it would have been infinitely more interesting. But you you crammed it in for like the last thirty seconds. Yeah, like listening to this is like this sounds like a Stevie Wonder song. That's like, oh, he's telling a bit of a story. He doesn't usually do that. But then it's like, wait, who's this guy singing? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, this uh, isn't just enough for the city, like right. <laughs> and yeah, and I do like the uh, the you hear like what sounds like an actual like real rough and tumble fight happening at the end, and it sounds like it actually yeah. Like, it sounds like it starts getting out of control. You hear it, and I think there's one point where like they say like just a cowboy from the good, and like before they finish, you hear like a gun go off, and so it sounds like whoa, was oh, the yeah. singer just shot? <laughs> Did they try to do some interesting things, man? Right. It's just. I think the album gets bogged down yeah. by the real nothing tracks, which, in my opinion, the worst ones would be, and by worst, I mean Just least interesting. Yeah. Talk. Yup. Yup. And fucking Cadillac. 
Well, that was such a, like, it was boring at first, and then it felt like something interesting was happening, and then halfway through, I'm just like, okay, is this a song for a commercial or what? <laughs> it's, it's the only song I have lyrics written down for, and it's because they're bad. Um, <laughs> it's a woman like that. She's gonna break your back. She's got a kind of a knack to give a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the first, that was so the first thing you wrote? Oh, 100%. And it's like, I could tell this dude's a fucking weirdo. Like, he he wrote a song about an axe murderer. This whole right. song about Godzilla. The fucking weird sound effects and cowboy. The cowboy, yeah, you know. Automatic man. Automatic man. But there's such a fucking feeling of studio meddling. Yeah. Of like... Oh, you need to have, like, the three or four, like, baby-making music songs. Like, why? They're so dull. Yeah, like, for the first time. Don't need it. The, the second time. I was just like, Ugh. this is so average. This is so, like, this is below average Stevie Wonder. Like, I hear, hey, yeah. you know. And then, I uh, didn't uh, need first time either. No. I, do, I did enjoy It's Over Enough. Like, it was so that, you know, this, the, the leisure lounge synth with the neon lights, you know, going on. Had a nice marimba solo. I was like, okay. Yes. If you need the radio hits, like, this is the most tolerable one for that, you know? I was very happy to hear the marimba. I was happy to hear it come back again in, um... Oh, yeah, it was in Godzilla. That's right. It was in Godzilla, and, uh... It's over! Which... Like, it's a solid groove. I really liked it. I like the strings in the background. It's just when this guy tries to write lyrics, like, he needs a Jim Steinman who wrote for uh, Meatloaf. Or, yeah, like, um, Bernie Taupin. You're a talented dude. We can all see it. Right. You're, you're very, you're like, you're a very skilled musician. You're weird. You're willing to take chances. You can't write an interesting song, though, worth a shit. Like, lyric-wise, no. you need some help. <laughs> they are so talk. So we talk and talk and talk. You know, <sighs> if you wanted to personify meandering boringness, you, you did it. <laughs> you know? Here's the thing. He did actually have uh, someone co-writing for most of the album, but it's the last three tracks that he wrote all by himself, Cadillac, Layback, and Superman. The only thing I wanted to say about uh, Cadillac was that the part where he, like, it almost sounds kind of interesting, where he's just like, you know, uh, where he says, like, well, my friends, my words are few, life is his time, and time's a teacher, and one thing before I go, I almost married her, and then, like, the, the Ford, like, drop out, you know, into the, uh, into the, like, bridge comes in, and you hear him, like, singing over, I almost married her, and I'm like, is he talking about the Cadillac? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I hate to bring up a fucking cross reference to Riff Break here, but um talking about Cadillac so much. There was a singer that um a friend Dylan brought up, and I tweeted about this too, where being in the South and talking to people who used to listen to country music or whatever, they'll have knowledge of some obscure radio hit from like ninety one in the in the exa- in the example here, it's fucking Cadillac style by Sammy uh, Kershaw, where it doesn't get played on the radio like country shit anymore. Like it's not a throwback. It's not like Garth Brooks or anything. Yeah, don't really it's not on the it. playlist, you know. And it's so f- like it's the corniest lyrics you'll ever fucking hear in your life. 
I just had to read some of this real quick. Oh, yes. Well, I ain't Burt Reynolds, and I ain't Tom Selleck. I got bills up the pike, and my car's an old relic. I got a Chevrolet pay, but I've got a big smile. Cause my little baby loves me. Cadillac style. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> well, I don't have a condo in Panama City. I remember this fucking inflection. You can call me a member of the Poor Boy Committee. But I kind of feel rich when I've been with her a while. Because my little baby loves me. Cadillac style. What the fuck? (laughs) Does he have a Cadillac but he's still poor? Sell the Cadillac, you dumb piece of shit. (laughs) No, he's driving around. He's doing... Dude, if you could find the video for Cadillac style, it's not on YouTube. I had to find it on Dailymotion. It's so fucking worth your time because (laughs) it's one of the most pathetic music videos I've ever seen. So... This is the thing I really hate about specific country singers and their and their songs where they they're like, "Look how fucking corny I am." They're right. like the boys round here, whatever. Oh it's lord, like, you're um, so right. None of us know how to do the Dougie. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> they have to make these little references. Or like Florida Georgia line of like, hey, we got a mixtape. It's got a little bit of Drake, you know. It's <laughs> like, mm-hmm, sure it does. <laughs> but what's really, really funny about the Cadillac style music video is there's parts where he's like dressing in like outlandish like outfits or whatever. At one point, he plays a fish like a guitar. Um, but the best part, and it's like the cornerstone of the video because they keep going back to this shot. It's him in the middle of a park, surrounded by, like, 30 locals, just kind of, like, along to the beat, (laughs) as he just, like, walks in a circle and plays his guitar, singing about being loved Cadillac style, and it's like, this group of people still don't even look like they give a shit or want to be here. Like, you couldn't (laughs) even... You're gonna be on fucking CMT. Look excited. No. It's fucking Sammy <laughs> Kershaw. We don't give a fuck. Fucking Cadillac style. What is this? Cadillac thing? style. That's so dumb. I, oh, I got Tom <laughs> Selleck, but I've got a fucking Cadillac. That's a big goddamn deal. <laughs> well, I ain't Goldfinger, and I ain't Joe Fashion. What and you can't, can't you can't buy much with the checks I'm cashing. So oh, people, really? if you wonder why I'm riding with a smile... Well, I, you you could you could assume why and, and guess what? actually by now. This is, but what? he's a poor boy. The poor boy committee. <laughs> There's no member of a poor boy poor boy committee that has a fucking Cadillac. <laughs> what he meant to say is po' boy committee. He really likes uh, oh yeah shrimp yeah. sandwiches. Eating those rib sandwiches while he's banging his girlfriend <laughs> in the back of his Cadillac. <laughs> Fucking sauces everywhere. Ah! Oh, baby, let me let me get that off you. Let me scoop that up. <laughs> I can't afford to have these seats cleaned though, so please be careful. I had to put a I had to put a blanket down. Right. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah, um, right. Oh, speaking of uh, uh, you know some unult- unadulterated insane fucking. Let's get to track nine. Lay back. <laughs> oh yeah. Lay back. Lay back. 
You're afraid, and oh, it's called laid back, excuse me, laid back parentheses, menage a trois. Oh, I didn't see that. Ooh. <laughs> There's no laws of love to measure what to call forbidden pleasure. Should we take a chance? Will we make romance reality? But first, we must all agree to lay back, lay back. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. For, like... I don't know about you, when you say laws of love, it immediately makes me think of someone who's not 18 yet, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> There's no laws of love that will measure. Oh, no, Mike. Hello, where are you going with this? <laughs> this took an unfortunate turn. <laughs> um, I ended up giving this what is starting to feel more and more like a very gracious three. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. We barely wow, even mentioned okay. Superman. We- <laughs> The fucking, the mixed metaphor ass fucking song where he's like, he's fast as a speeding bullet, changed the water into wine, and the last time he came, they cursed his name with a kryptonite cross. Uh, was was Jesus Superman? What? Well, I, I think, is he making the super literal, like, people say that Superman is like a Christ allegory? Is he taking it to that next step of saying, like, they are one and the same? Like... Yeah, that's what it feels like, because he literally, mm. like, at first, it could be just like, oh, yeah, he's just talking about Superman, but using the, you know, this, uh, I mean, he's talking about Jesus, I mean, uh, no, he's talking about Superman, but using, like, the Christ, like, allegory, right? Yeah. Like, to, to my, but then, at one point, he makes it very literal when he says, it's been 2,000 years since we've seen you, we need you, yeah. please come back. So it sounds like, oh, were you just talking about Jesus? <laughs> like, because Superman didn't exist 2,000 years ago? <laughs> but it's like, I wouldn't, like, I don't think he's, like... Nothing on this album would lead me to believe he is now all of a sudden singing a very literal song about Jesus, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know what to think anymore. Michael, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know what he wanted to do. You fucked with my perception. I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> is, is Jesus Superman? <laughs> a little bit, maybe, more relevant name in 2021 is North Carolina's own J. Cole, baby! Stand up, take your shirt off and twist it around your ears, put it like a helicopter. That's my man, (laughs) J. Cole of the the All States remix. (laughs) Stop. To dive into this album, just to get it out of front, it's I. I, (laughs) Here's the thing. I actually enjoyed this a good bit. Um, it's definitely not a, uh, (laughs) a complete slam dunk. Am I right, folks? Right. But, Uh oh, oh, (laughs) but it's definitely (laughs) got its, (laughs) but it's definitely got its moments. Um, yeah, um, my thing about this is I feel like his lyricism is like fucking top notch with how he's like flowing these bars. It's like bars on bars on bars with how these yep. things are flowing. He, he's got the punchlines pop, percolating and popping. Even in the first song, um, uh, where he says, uh, like, I'll be staying out the way, but if the beef do come around, could put an M up on your head, you Luigi brother now. I was like, that's fucking dope, you know? Um, but uh, just starting with this first song, so 95 South, yeah. Like, I'm kind of rolling with the with the fucking lyrics. So I'm like, okay, he's fucking flowing. We're getting it. And then Caramon's here. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But yeah, we're getting back to the flow. And he's fucking get it. And then at the end, you hear the most, like, totally not from this song. Not, doesn't have the yeah. same energy fucking hook. Put your hood up. Put your hood up. Put your click up. Can we, can we speed up the BPMs of the song? Put your click up. You know, it was just like... In the like it in the was beat very line, jarring. 
Yeah, it's so, like, the beat behind it is so not this beat. Like, he wanted to do the, oh, yeah, we're throwing it back to Atlanta, even though I'm from uh, North Carolina, and I've got this dude from Fayetteville. Who's from New York. Uh, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, this yeah, is Coast this, to Coast with J. Cole. <laughs> but, it, yeah, starting off with this, like, Lil John sound, you know, uh, sounding hug, like, put your click up, represent your shit. And it just sounded so weirdly limp. Like, this is like, what? why is this here? <laughs> <laughs> but why, though? Yeah, like he's so trying to inject energy to it. It's just like maybe make a more energetic beat at first and then add this on top of it. But this isn't going to make it energetic, you know? And then we get to Amiri, which is kind of like it's okay. Like I thought it was a step up from the first track, in my opinion. Like, hmm. I thought 95 South was him just like getting, like picking up speed. Hmm. But Amiri, I think, is one of the better cuts. Well, actually, no. It, it's, it's kind of middle of the road, actually. Right, I, I'm it, like, looking at my ratings overall, and it's not one of the higher rated cuts after all. Yeah, like, as I listened to it, I remember listening to it at first and being like, you know, it, like, the album has a solid enough groove, right? But then having that moment like, yeah, track two doesn't feel like <clears throat> it's track two. It feels like, you know, he it's like one hook and then one verse. And the most memorable part of it is the part where he says, good throat, leave a fiend crumping. <laughs> It's just like just bringing up crumping. It's just, uh, it's just an unexpected thing. And the one lyric where he says, "Um, out of the concrete was a rose and windows was cold." Like I love that line. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, like it really did feel like there are moments in the song that are good. But like, yeah, I didn't enjoy the overall song because it feels just too low energy. You know, especially after the first one, which wasn't as high energy that I I feel like he wanted it to do. But then we get to track three, and I really enjoyed it. Now, it sounds, it, it features 21 Savage, and sounds a lot like a lot. <laughs> I love you for so many reasons. So I guess they're just like, hey, this is what people want. They want J. Cole and 21 Savage rapping over, uh, you know, a, a slowed down 60s soul sample, so let's do it. Yeah, fucking sounding like psychedelic almost. Yeah, especially with the singing that comes in. Like, mm. there's some crisp fucking singing on this track. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of 21 Savage. Uh, listeners will will know that. So I thought his appearance on this did kind of dampen it a little bit for me. I will say, I think it's like probably the best verse he's ever done, so... <laughs> <laughs> Comparatively speaking, sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, just fucking... Um, J. Cole coming in just with the first line, spiraling up just like a rich nigga staircase. No fly zone, stay out of the fuck out of my airspace, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, n- niggas say things behind backs they wouldn't dare say. No, it's on sight when I see you. I'm working at Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he had some good lines. But, <laughs> the 21 Savage line was so weird. He's like, we don't participate. Ain't with that squashing shit. All we believe in is homicide. I got a good heart, so I send teddy bears every time we make their mamas cry. And I was like... I- is this the gangster version of like, hey, but I got heart, you know? <laughs> I killed him, but I'm not a dick about it, you know? <laughs> um, Then we get kind of short tracks back to back because applying pressure is really two minutes worth of a song and then it has a spoken word outro that goes on for like a whole minute. Oh, yeah, that so annoyed me because... This song had, like, dope-ass lyrics in it. Yeah. And 
And then when it gets to the end and he goes on for so goddamn long where he's just saying the same thing over and over. He's just like, I'm doing it. And I did it. I did it the way niggas didn't think I could do it. See, sometimes you got to do it the way they don't want you to do it. So they didn't do it. It's like, oh my God, this is like something you say in the studio afterwards where you're like, whoa, that was fucking hot. Like, yeah. But like, dude, just stop just saying <laughs> the same thing. And then when I listen, it's just like, there's an MLK quote playing in the background for like the whole minute that he's talking. Oh. And it sounds like some important shit and you don't hear anything until the tail end where he's just like, coming to get our check. And I was like, wait, that's the get our check speech? You you just talked over the get our check speech. You talked over an important MLK speech. Why? Just to be like, hey, I did it. I did it the way you do it. It's shut up, Malcolm X. I mean, uh, shut up, Martin Luther King. Just, sh- 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 turn, turn this sample down. I did it the way you need to do it. <laughs> the applying pressure and punching the clock. It's. Uh, I, thought both of those like, were, I thought both of those were solid. Yeah, like, it's okay. Like, it's just like one verse. It's dope wordplay, but that's what it is. It's like, a lot of these songs, it's like, there's dope play, wordplay, but oh, this overall doesn't feel like an exceptional song, you know? Yeah, I get that. Like, I keep going, like, like I feel like I kept having this moment, like, no, the lyrics are good, but I just feel like, what was the difference between this song and the last song before it? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, and, and then, it like, things don't get any better with 100 mil. Again, another, like, one verse thing where, like, it's okay. Like, I like that they... Had a little life in the beat with the little whistle that they threw in there, you know? Oh, yeah, I really liked that little referee whistle. That was a nice touch. Yeah, that was a cool touch, but it, it was one of those things where it's just like, hmm, I wish I could have heard more of that, that little, like, Pharrell, you know, playing with, like, <sighs> musical instruments and shit like that, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, then we get to Pride is the Devil, which I actually really enjoyed. Yes, Al- absolutely. Although, same Amine sample <laughs> from, from his album, you know, the fucked up once again. Da, 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 da. Right? Wasn't it that one? It did sound familiar. I think actually they both have a, a pretty nice verse. Uh, J. Cole and Amine. Um, I mean, <sighs> Amine. L- Lil Baby. <laughs> a decent verse from Lil Baby is always a surprise. Um, so I thought I wasn't really bowled over by a lot of the features on this album, but I'd say Lil Baby probably was the standout. He says, yeah, will I be destroyed? Uh, come to me with everything and starting to get annoyed. Uh, I'm addicted to promethazine. It's crazy. Yeah, I know it. All this money coming in, it drives me crazy not to show it. I'll be crazy if I blow it. And then right after that is the pride of the devil. <laughs> like, I like that so much. He's like, okay, this is a, you know, you know, typical flossy rap verse. And the way he's in it is like, oh, man, you know, I'd be crazy not to show it. Oh, I'll be crazy if I blow it, though. Like, oh, if I lose it all. And then just immediately afterwards. Yeah, pride is the devil. Like, that works so well, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then also, just uh, J. Cole had some dope-ass lyrics uh, where he said, um, he says, uh, uh, make you have to use your last resort and pull a robbery. Pride be the reason for the family dichotomy. Got uncles and some aunties that's too proud to give apologies. Slowly realizing what the root of all my problems be. It got me feeling different when somebody said they proud of me. Like, ooh, just, like, makes you think, you know, like... <laughs> And then you get Let Go My Hand, which was that, like, Nas thing, where, I'm sure we heard a couple of Nas verses uh, at this point, I remember us bringing up, where it kind of sounds like he's just, like, looking around the room and thinking about the things, like, in the moment that he's thinking of. You know what I mean? Like, s- some of the lyrics you were saying were just kind of like, uh, hold on, let me, uh, let me <laughs> fucking look it up. Um, Let Go My Hand. Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, he just starts off with, Sometimes I question whether this shit matters. 
putting substance into something so a world get used to instant gratification. I found this instrumental on my phone while on vacation. Uh, if said it a year or so ago, I probably heard it before, but slept on it. You know, shit don't always connect as soon as you press play. Like, it just sounds like it's just like... It sounds like I'm like legitimately just getting his thoughts rolling out of his head at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Uh, so yeah, let go of my hand was was definitely solid joy. Um, oh, this is the one with P Diddy randomly on it doing the prayer. But <laughs> it's like I mean, all right, like I'll deal with you. <laughs> Wasn't most of the song like fuck Puff though? Oh yeah, didn't he say like I had a beef with him? Like, I, and I didn't even know I, that would happen. Like, oh man, when I was in seventh grade, I listened to his album all the time. Uh, it was like he was my friend. You know what? It, I, I didn't. I, that annoyed me because it kind of felt like some, you know, the game shit. You know, where he's like, oh, I, uh, I cop two thousand and one back when Dr. Dre dropped two thousand and one. You know, like, mm. and so I'm like, okay, I get it. You're a fan, but. <laughs> You you clearly not because that's not when that album came out. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let go of my hand. It had that really sweet beat with the floating flute on it. Uh, I thought that was a a really you know dope joint. Like in general, you know what I mean. Mm. <clears throat> um, interlude was definitely unexpectedly better than I thought it was gonna be for a track called Interlude. <laughs> See, yeah, man, like, it, why is it that like the shortest cuts? Right are like some of the best ones on here, where it's like, man, I could have used a little more of that one. It's over before you know it. Yeah, I, I, it was like it was one of, it's like it's interlude, so I'm not thinking much of it. And then he's like, oh wait, you're like actually rapping a verse. Oh shit! And then it just ends abruptly. Like ah fuck. Yeah, it's like I, <laughs> I almost wasn't... skipped this. I'm glad I didn't. But yeah, yeah. Um... You can't you can't name <laughs> you can't name a song interlude, especially halfway through the fucking album. And everything's in lowercase. Well, what am I supposed to think it is? You know? Right. Like, <laughs> if you don't start right out the gate with bars either, like, I'm just going to assume it's an instrumental and skip, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't need to hear this. But then it's like, oh, shit, he's actually going to fucking deliver on this? Oh, okay, I guess I'll stick around. <laughs> but but I only had a minute worth of rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't get too excited. And this is the thing that's annoying to me, which is like, you've got like three songs in a row with only one verse. Just put them together. Oh my god, yeah. It doesn't work with that beat, though. It's its own separate one. It's gotta go here. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> um, the Climb Back, I thought was possibly like the best song on the album, honestly. Yeah, that's definitely a strong contender. <laughs> uh, this one was like fucking lyrics on lyrics, and it was like fucking imagery and all that shit, like... It was fucking cool. Uh, oh, when he has that one line, uh, check out my projects like them workers, uh, that section eight of points, and you'll see how I, I flip like exclamation points. And mm. it was one of those like, that took me a second, like, oh, a flipped eye. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> and then at the tail end, I think it was he was singing, and in these lyrics where he's like, everybody mentioned suicide prevention. Man, they even made a hotline to call up when there's tension. But I got a question. What about a fucking homicide? Need a number for my niggas to call whenever there's an urge to get triggers involved. Need a number for my niggas to call whenever there's an urge to get triggers involved. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> that's just a fucking dope-ass way to end the song where I'm just like, oh, well, now I'm thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely never considered that before, but okay, <laughs> shit. Um, Yeah. What a, oh, fucking close. I also thought was uh, really good. Oh, yeah. This is the one that was about, like, it seemed like it was just, like, uh, kind of just, like, you know, him just relaying thoughts and whatever. And then as you listen to the verse, it's like, oh, wait, this is about something. This is a specific story. Yeah. And it's like, 
and it's like it's a it, it, so it kind of has that like you know not really thinking about anything big uh feel to it because it's supposed to be like a dream where it's just like oh yeah this is kind of what's happening and then they're like hey you know i imagine that the you know you this person that i'm cool with like sold me out and betrayed me and you were with all these other guys and i didn't know who they were but they were getting closer you know um, yeah, he says, I, I saw the heat tucked in the coats. You didn't notice because you was busy counting dough. I tried to yell, but nothing came up my throat. Niggas cocked back the hammers and you froze. In your eyes, I saw hope. Hope of a better way to cope with the pain and the scars than the lean and the coke. And I swear in that moment, I wish we still were close. Maybe I could have saved you, but no, uh, trigger, squeeze, gun, smoke. I opened my eyes with a jolt, heart pumping like Usain Bolt. Reached for my phone, missed call, and a text message note from my mama saying, you just got smoked. Damn, life. This life shit ain't no joke. Like, <laughs> fucking like, oh, god damn. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah. And Hunger on the Hillside, I believe that was also a pretty good one. Yeah, the, the good ones were all, uh, you know, uh, backloaded for this album. Because, <laughs> like, the earlier ones so felt like, these are good lyrics, but I don't care about this song to this song, though. Right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> Fletcher. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was a dog. Ah, I'm dog sitting right now for for my uh, uh, for my former roommates, and th- th- Fletcher was up here this whole time, chilling on the bed, looking like he was just having a good ass time. And then he just like gets down, goes to the door, starts pawing at the door because it's like almost open, but he's like trying to trying to get it all the way open. But you know, goddamn, I don't have thumbs, you know. <laughs> it sounded like he barked straight into the microphone. <laughs> There, and that's what pissed me off because he wasn't. He was like facing the, the opposite way, but he was still close. But it was just like. Like he fucking pushed yeah. you out of the way. <laughs> I've got something to add. And that track was dope, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'll give a fuck what you say. You're talking shit on the beginning of the album? What are you talking about? <laughs> Undeniable classic. Fuck off. I'm not going to stand by as you disrespect Cameron. <laughs> I'm going to stand idly by. <laughs> And so, yeah, I opened the door for him to, to just fucking go out. This fucking dog was quiet the whole goddamn time. Oh, um, man. I, I think the quality was, uh, I guess, more evenly dispersed than... It's consistent, um, yeah. Like, I, I, I thought, like, uh, some towards the beginning, the fucking middle, I thought, was probably the best chunk. Um, but yeah, I don't think there were any songs... Well, there, there definitely weren't any songs on here I'd completely, like, get this off, like, I'm not fucking with this. Yeah, I, yeah, right. I thought it was a There's solid no enough album the whole way through. Um, I originally ended up with an average of a four, but I'm kind of toying with that. Um, if it's more closer to a three and a half, or if I'm going to stick with that four. I gave it a three and a half myself, because it's like, it's definitely an above average album, but I don't know four, because, like... There's just one too many songs where it's just like, this is good enough and it's better than the average rapper, but why this song other than the next song that you did and then the next song where it's just like, these are all just one verse, you know? like Yeah. Like, I'm usually like, oh, right, if you've got like, you know, some short songs or whatever, but like... If they're varied, right? Like, you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of weird in general because we were reading the Wikipedia article and it said, you know... Uh, he was gonna release the fall off, and this is the uh, this is the release before the fall off, and I'm like, oh, okay, so off season, even in title, sounds like it's an EP. This is the release before his planned sixth album, the fall off. It's like, it's like, oh, okay, so is this an EP? No, it's his sixth album, off season. Like what? That <laughs> okay, so he just said, screw it. 
I'm gonna release this one, then the fall off. Like, if this was a companion EP leading up to the actual release of the full length. Right. But we've got like a fucking half hour or whatever here. Like, it's, it is a short listen. And you've got some songs that are only like a verse or like a couple minutes. And yeah, it does kind of have more of a this isn't the main event. You know, like, yeah. there's something bigger coming down the line. Yeah, it, you know what it felt like? It felt like he had a couple of songs and didn't realize he had, like, over the 30-minute mark for it to not be considered an EP anymore. And he was like, oh, well, uh, well, I guess it's an album that, I don't know, just put it out. <laughs> He's like, well, shit, I'm not gonna fucking scrap it now. <laughs> yeah, I can't keep that song off. <laughs> like, I think I'm always left with a bad taste in my mouth with either, like I said before, like, condescending or belittling kind of tone or whatever from him but i didn't get that at all on here i yeah, thought it, this was like his most i guess in um like revealing um like introspective yeah, yeah that was that was exactly the word i was looking for um i did i dug that and i thought you know um i think fucking you know it's the meme you know, platinum with no features or whatever but like i think he <laughs> could have probably done fine without any like he carried yeah. it Maybe the singing on uh, a couple of these uh, tracks, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? Oh, and I do, uh, like, okay, so there's good and bad lyrics that are the last lyrics. You hitting the weights, congratulations, because you building something. You taking a lot of boxing lessons, but you still a pussy. Ooh. Like, I, something doesn't rhyme oh. with pussy, bro. And you know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? And you know this, man. <laughs> I ain't that sleeping underground like a gopher, so I gopher mines. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it's always unfortunate when it's like on a really good track too, and you got that, and it's like the last line in a verse. It's like, it, oh man. It's the beam in your eye, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think that I think three and a half is is very appropriate. Uh, oh yeah, like, like we said, it's like things are just kind of mid for a lot of it. But it's just like it's lyrical enough where it's just like I mean, well, if the average guy did this, this would suck. But it, 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 it's him on autopilot. That's that's what I say about like you know when Lupe Fiasco puts out an album where it's just like okay, he clearly didn't want to do this, but I mean he's still better than the average person. But this still is clearly not the best. You know, like mm. like a talented person. You know, still putting in the time, but, like, you can tell, like, there's not enough time put into this to really make each individual track pop, you know? Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up <clears throat> for this week's episode of Going Off. Thank you very much for hanging out with us and spending your time checking out our little old show and hearing our opinions on these albums and caring what the fuck we've got to say about them. And, <laughs> Whoever the hell we are. <laughs> and caring enough to actually request um, an album to, uh, for us to review that you, well, what the fuck am I saying? An album specifically that you wanted to hear our thoughts on that we probably wouldn't have otherwise talked about, in which case... Uh, Larry Simbello, not even on you, uh, not even on Spotify. Ass had to look that one up on YouTube. Yeah, did you say Larry Simbello? Did did I? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> God damn it! I knew what happened. 
I knew it! <laughs> Hold on. I'll tell you exactly. The album fell out of your head, didn't it? What? <laughs> I said, the, the last album fell out of your head, didn't it? <laughs> no, I'll tell you exactly why. And you're going to think it's the stupidest, like... What? Okay, so... <laughs> Is it a wrestling thing? No, no, no. It's worse. <laughs> it's actually worse. I get... <laughs> What? I get Michael Sabello confused with Larry Mondello, who's the name of the best friend on Leave It to Beaver. What the fuck? Fucking Beaver's best friend, Larry Mondello. How I get crazy. confused with Michael Sabello. <laughs> okay, look, though. Seriously? Why do you even know that? If a fucking rapper made a fucking... It, it rhymed in a bar, Larry Mandela with Michael Sambello. Tell me you, know, you it, wouldn't pop for that shit. <laughs> like, you go nuts. <laughs> oh, you think he's the fucking greatest of all time? Where's he pulling these from? Look, if you could make, if you could put those two, wor- two <laughs> words as rhymes and figure out what the words before that go that would make those go together, I think you would be a rhyming genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Challenge accepted. <laughs> what what does Larry D- D- Donatello <laughs> Larry Mondello put some respect on his name <laughs> what does Larry Mondello and Michael Sambello have in common well if you're the dope rapper out there you'll figure it out <laughs> <laughs> connect these dots motherfucker um but what I was trying to say was that there are a lot of instances where there's albums that Especially in the in the example of uh, Michael Cimbello here, I would have never <laughs> listened to this fucking album. I'll just be completely right. honest. Never would have happened. But that's the that's the nature of the beast. That's how it goes. Um, if there right. is an album that you want to hear us talk about, want to hear our thoughts on it, um, head on over to our Kofi. Is uh, ko ficom slash going off. That's G O I N O F F. Uh, we're still playing some catch up, but we are catching up pretty quickly. If I uh, if I don't say so myself, and oh, yeah. um, it shouldn't be before too long. We're actually looking at a pretty manageable queue, so we'll keep you posted on that. So with that said, our links to our patrons, Kofi's, our individual Kofi's, all that, um, and yeah, if 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 I do end up doing the whole fan house thing, I'll keep y'all posted and I'll put the link in there too. But yeah, you're on Twitch, you're doing the Twitch streams. Going through Billboard, I think we got through the year 2000, so we should be going on 2001 next. Ooh. So, you know, the year uh, Dr. Dre dropped 2001. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I thought you were going to say? <laughs> I'll cut it out, but <laughs> the year Jay-Z did 9-11... Oh no! <laughs> if we can go all the way back to going off episode one. Oh, that was episode. Yes, you're right. Oh, when we were making our little uh, witty observations. Hey, what if you know the sun was too bright and you couldn't drive to work because just from where you were, the sun was too bright. <laughs> Oh yeah, Jay Z. What was the joke? It was just like Jay uh, Z. Uh, you know, got some bad news. What the fuck are you talking about? Why aren't they buying my album? Oh, Jay Z, just turn around. Just look <laughs> yeah, it's like right outside his window. Outside. 
<laughs> this is bullshit. They're not going to play my video on MTV. What the fuck did I do to deserve this? Jay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, holy shit. With all that said, uh, we'll be back again soon. So, until next time, for going off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wanna hit this shit? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs>